What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Brutally Fucking Unfiltered. I'm so excited for this quick little life update I have for you guys. First of all, I already tried recording this earlier, but then I couldn't record it because my family came home. And so now I have to wait. So now I have to retell you the shit I already told you. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, I have a little crushy washy. I... <laughs> It's so silly for no reason. It's like a wholesome crushy-washy. Okay, so the reason I have a crush on this person is because I don't know them. So I feel like whenever I have a crush on someone, it only lasts as long as that person is, like, mysterious in my life. I feel like once I get to know him or, like, create my own perception of him, then the crush, like, dies. And the reason I think that happens is because, like, my crushes are very much, like, like... I like them because I don't know anything about them. So it's like I can just fucking pretend that they're one way when they're actually not. So I feel like that's what I like about this little crush is that he's like mysterious. Like I don't know anything about him. And like what I do know is like very limited to like my interactions with him. So it's like my whole perception is based on like my interactions with him. Not because I've perceived him through other people or like perceptions that I've heard about that person. So it's just kind of like wholesome. But I was literally telling my sister that like I think like this crush is only going to last as long as like the mystery does. So I feel like the more I hang out with him and the more I see him and the more like I do like get to know him like the crush will die because then he won't be mysterious and fun anymore. And also just because I realized I have this bad habit of like looking for an ick in men. One. So, like, I think I already know what my ick is going to be. Like, I already know what he's going to do that's going to ick me off. And I already told my sister. I don't want to say it because I feel like I don't want to put it into existence. I hope it's not true. <laughs> but um, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. But, um, yeah, so that's one bad habit and two the habit that I've also realized is like I only give attention to or like entertain men that I know I will never take seriously and I don't know if that speaks volumes on the fact that I have commitment issues even though I say I don't have commitment issues but I probably do because like I will never talk to or even remotely like fancy a guy that I can't see a future with I mean that I can see a future with sorry so like every guy that I remotely like romanticize or even just like mess around with for a bit are all guys that I would never date would never like introduce to my parents would never take seriously like it's all just like a joke to me so I feel like this little crushy washy aside from the fact that it's just like wholesome and innocent also it's just like I don't see myself being like with this person but yeah, I just feel like I have this really bad habit of like only like going for people that I know I'll never like actually do anything with or like never like seriously like take it anywhere because then there's kind of like there's no way I could be disappointed because it's like I don't actually expect it to go anywhere and it keeps it like fun and exciting. I don't know. I feel like I'm just trying to find like fun, silly things in my life. And this little crushy washy is like new. Like he's doesn't he's not in my inner circle, and it's just fun because like I said, it's not gonna go anywhere. So I can just like be silly about it and not feel like any pressure to have things look a certain way or be a certain way. 
And also, I feel like it's just kind of nice because, like, I feel like for a minute now, there hasn't been anyone that's really, like, caught my attention. And like I said, it's not like he actually caught my attention because, obviously, it's just the fact that he's mysterious and I know nothing about him that's, like, getting my attention. But I just feel like I... I don't want to say I'm scared of commitment because, like, obviously, like, I've never really had, like, the opportunity for commitment proposed to me and I've denied it because I'm, like, scared of it. But I just feel like I, okay, I am all for everyone doing what they want, whether that's, like, being a casual hookup girly. If that's your vibe, then, like, I support you. But if, like, you're looking for something serious, then I also support you. At the end of the day, like, people should just do what they want to do. Um, especially like in relationships, if that means they like want to see somebody seriously or just like casually date and like talk to multiple people at the same time, then like do you, you know, like do what makes you feel good. But I just feel like, I don't know, sometimes like I just feel like right now in this like certain like time period of my life, era of my life, I'm just not really meant to be with anyone. I feel like I'm kind of getting to know myself and I like meeting people and getting to know people and seeing people and that's really cool. Um, but I just don't think I'm in a position where I like can fully like commit to someone and be with someone. And I just don't think like the people or like the men I'm around right now are the type of men I want to date, which yeah, of course I should put myself in a position where I'm around the type of men that I want to date and like see a future with, but I just feel like because that's not what I'm looking for right now and I'm looking for actual like friendships and like relationships that are platonically going to give back to me, then I don't really want to put myself in a position with men that are eligible bachelors in my book because I'm not ready to date anyone. So I'm just trying to have fun right now and I don't know what, I don't have a nickname for Crushy Wushy just yet. I'm sure as I get to know him more, um, I will come up with a name for him, but I feel like I should. So you guys have like in the future when I update you guys on him, um, I like have something to like relate back to, but I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to call him. Um... Let's call him, <laughs> you guys, this is making me think of when I used to be younger and like if I had a crush on a guy, me and my friends would call him like pineapple or like apple or like you, did you guys ever do that? Like you'd name your crush after like an object so you like could talk about them without like exposing yourself. So we're going to call him Peachy, Peaches. <laughs> I don't know what to call him. Um, we're gonna call him Sneaky. I think that's fun. I saw some girl on TikTok call, like, her man's that. Except I've never sneaky linked with this man, just for clarification. I literally have only hung out with him in group settings. But we're gonna call him Sneaky because I feel like this crush is sneaky. Like, I don't want to tell anyone who it is. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, so I guess that defeats the whole fucking purpose. Some more exciting news are that I got a new job, you guys. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, So, obviously, I'm doing the pod, but this is, like, something, like, a hobby, I guess, or something that I'm doing on the side because I still need, obviously, financial means in my life. So, I got a new job. I'm really excited. Shout out, Faith. Love you, Biddy me waving like she can actually see me um but yeah I'm super excited I know a good amount of people 
in there, which is like good and bad. Good because obviously they know who I am, but also bad because then I feel like, you know, they already know me. So it's not like walking into a work environment where you like kind of like do your own thing. But I'm very excited. I just feel like there's a lot of new stuff going on in my life. So it's just like I'm super hyped to just like take it all in, like new people, new friendships, new crushy washies. Um, it's just really cool. So yeah, I'm like excited for that. And I feel like other than that, life has been pretty smooth sailing. Like everything's kind of settling down now. Um, the past couple months have been really crazy just because there's been a lot going on in my personal life. But I feel like now everything's kind of settled. Like what needed to be like gone is gone now and I'm not worried about it. And like everything here right now is like just like perfect. So I'm really, really hyped. But you guys, I am officially no longer under a dry spell. I am no longer not having blacked out. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Basically, I blacked out about this past weekend. Yes, this past weekend, I blacked out for the first time in a really, really long time. And I just got to say shout out to the universe. Shout out Gio. Shout out Tequila. <laughs> tequila Sprite specifically for being the most freaking easiest drink to black out on but yeah so the blackout era has officially once again begun um <laughs> and it is just so silly so yeah it was a good time I'm glad the little dry season is over but also holy freaking smokes I forget how insane it is to just like have blurred memories <laughs> And also just not remember anything. I mean, I'm not saying, this is just a quick disclaimer, I'm not glamorizing or trying to romanticize blacking out or drinking excessively in no way, shape, or form. At the end of the day, do what you're comfortable with, do what you feel good doing. Um, but for me personally, like, sometimes shit just happens. Sometimes you took one too many shots, had one too many drinks, and I'm here. It's fine. It's not the end of the fucking world. Um, and it also gives you balls to just be wild and crazy, which again is nothing but good for the plot. But yeah, you guys, I am just hyped that like blackouts are back because again, it adds to the plot of my life, but also I'm just like dying because it has just been, um, so interesting just in general reminiscing on my blackouts I feel like because I hadn't blacked out in so long I was just like damn like I'm just thinking about all the old times like when I used to black out anyways having blacked out so recently this past time um it made me think like wait a second like I am the blackout master with the teacher you know what is it with the student becomes the teacher I've officially become the teacher and that's right bitches class is in motherfucking session today's episode is going to be about the blackout do's and motherfucking don'ts from the one and only me <laughs> okay we are going to start off with our blackout do's okay the thing about blackouts at least for me I never know when they're coming they just hit me like a bus and then I'm on the ground <laughs> the blackout do's are and this is the shit that I do before I'm gonna go out this is regardless of whether I'm not drinking or drinking 
this is how you are successful. First of all, drink fucking water, okay? I don't care if you don't drink water, if you don't like water, put some fucking meal in that bitch. Get yourself hydrated, okay? Number two, make sure you're eating something because I know, I know it's like super silly to be like, oh yeah, like the less you eat, the quicker you're going to black out. But then you're going to be dry heaving because there's nothing in your stomach because your body has absorbed all the alcohol, which is why you're blacked out and now you can't throw it because there's nothing fucking in there. So do drink water. Do eat throughout the day. And make sure, this is something I do, which is probably fucking disgusting, but think about what you're eating and what that will look like when you throw up, okay? I'm talking, maybe today is not the day to eat beefaroni and avocado. Maybe today is not the day to whip up the craziest concoction you've ever seen in your life. It's just not. It's not. <laughs> keep it simple. Keep it classy. Keep it easy. Don't be trying weird shit, new shit that you've never had before that your body could maybe react to very poorly. Make sure you're eating lots of like carbs and like dense foods like protein. Get some chicken in there. Get some rice, some bread, some pasta. Something that's going to fill you up and hold you down you know while you're drinking so we have that covered drink water eat food you should also make sure to prep for post blackout I don't always do this because I always run late but if I did I know my blackout stuff would be 10 times more grateful one leave out pajamas or like set out jammies or like your bedtime clothes because you don't want to like knock out in your like going out clothes in your bed because that's just like musty and if you can, like, have, like, makeup wipes out and ready. I feel like when it's, like, right there, it's easier. Like, even if I don't wash my face, then at least I took my makeup off because I feel like that's the biggest thing that annoys me when I black out is having my makeup on. And I also feel like it's um, also super important to, like, make sure that um, you kind of have yourself prepped. So if you know you're going to black out, please make sure your alarms are set if you have a shift for tomorrow or stuff like that like set yourself up for success or trade shifts or call off or whatever the case is you know like prep yourself that, those are my blackout do's okay now let's get silly with it another blackout do is if you know the second liquor hits your system your dumbass is going to be snapchatting someone texting someone this is what you need to do if you're going to text them <laughs> i'm really exposing myself unsave their number unsave it. Unsave their number and delete the message thread. So if you guys have a message thread, delete it. Or like, I don't think you can physically like move where the thread is. I think threads are based on how recent. Maybe you can. I don't fucking know. But unsave their number because then when you're drunk, like your first instinct is going to be to look for their name in like your message threads or to like physically type it in. If it's unsaved, bitch, you're drunk ass. Maybe you'll still figure it out and remember that you unsaved the number. But for the most part, when I'm drunk, I'm not going to try that hard. So if the number's unsaved, then in my mind, I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. So I'm not even going to try texting them. So that that's a blackout do. Unsave the number if you don't want to drunk text them, drunk like dial them. Like, just avoid that. If you drunk message, you like Snapchat, Instagram, if it's like something like Instagram, that's pretty bold because that's DM. And at that point, I can't help you. Like, that's that's all you. But if it's on Snap, same thing. I just either like remove like the chat thread and then like pray to God I don't do it. But it's just I'm not a very big like 
Well, I think I've done it a couple times, but <laughs> I, I mostly do text if I'm going to do some dumbass shit. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically all my do's. Make sure you don't fucking miss out on any of those if you want to have a successful blackout. Now, my don'ts. Oh, my fucking God. Don't chug. Don't take pulls, okay? Take shots. Pour it into a glass. It's so much easier to, like, calculate and figure out if you're drinking too much or drinking too low. Because I feel like when I take pulls, I'm just taking, like, fat pools and then I'm like oh yeah I gotta like catch up catch up catch up or like I take two or three at the same time it's like bitch take a fucking break this isn't a race this is a marathon we're running and we want to make it to the fucking finish line so I guess this is another do and not a don't but pace yourself like yes blacking out is fine but the reason I usually black out is because I don't fucking pace myself and then it just hits me like a fucking bus so don't be taking shots back to back to back like yes take as many shots as you want but like try and give yourself some like breathing room and some like space in between them so that you can at least like figure your shit out um don't be annoying don't be like if you're gonna black out another thing too is like don't do anything too crazy. I know blackout is hard because you can't control it, but, like, don't kill the vibe for everyone else. Which, again, I'm not fucking perfect. I've done that before where I'm, like, blacked out and now it's, like, <laughs> a whole mess. And now the whole night is all about me blacking out. But it, just don't make it an always thing. At least if you're going to blackout, make sure the night's not vanilla. Make it spicy. Um, Yeah, if you can, don't text people you shouldn't be texting. Don't be calling people you shouldn't be calling. Don't be doing stupid shit. Those those are the do's and don'ts. And it's very difficult to perfect a blackout. But the most important thing is eat and drink water. Once you're blacked out, try and stay as coherent and as sane as possible. And make sure it's a good time. Make sure it's worthwhile. And that's all I can say. But you guys, if you're watching it, you see it. If you're not watching it, you're not. But yes, that concludes our little do's and don'ts of blacking out. Okay, so to conclude this episode, I felt like it would be a lot of fun if I did a little blackout story time with Violet. Um, if you don't know me well, if you don't know me personally, if we're not close like that, or if this is your first time listening to the pod, um, my drunk alter ego's name is Violet. And when Violet comes out, she doesn't come out to play. The problem is... <laughs> Once Violet takes over, there's no going back. And Violet has a wide range of um, personality traits. She can be a good time, and she can also be a fucking bad time. Sometimes she's a real bitch and rude as fuck. And she's the type of person that's like, bitches don't know how to say excuse me. But then other times she's really fun, finesses us tables, um, and gets us a good time. So I basically wrote a bunch of stories that I can talk about and <laughs> I basically am going into a number generator right now on my phone I'm gonna have it generate a number and that's the story I'm gonna tell so it's generating and it generated story time <laughs> number four <laughs> okay so this wow okay this is we're starting off with a fucking banger okay so this is back this story is circa 2019 era so in 2019 I was what a sophomore yeah I was a sophomore it was the summer going into my junior year I want to say no because that 
my junior year was in COVID. Okay, it was the summer going into my sophomore year of college. So, one of the fraternities on my campus um, decided to throw a, like, summer Halloween-themed party. And, um, or maybe it wasn't during summer. Maybe it was in the fall. I don't remember. But the point is, it was, like, 2019, my sophomore year of college. And they decide to throw a Halloween... Oh, wait. <laughs> I just said the name. I just said the name. I'm going to bleep it out. I'm going to bleep it out. It's fine. But they decide to throw a Halloween-themed party. So me, Kate, Carla, and this disgusting person we are no longer friends with because she's a homewrecker, um, all went out. At the time, we were all friends, but whatever. Um, yeah, so we all go out and... Um, we pre-gamed at She Who Shall Not Be Named's house, and we dressed up... What the hell did we dress up as? Oh, I dressed up as a boxer, and then the three... Then um, Kate, Carla, and Disgusting Homewrecker. That's what we're going to call her, Homewrecker. Um, we're supposed to be the three blind mice, but of course, because she's a bitch, she like changed her costume last minute, right? So then she ends up being a fucking strawberry, and then Kate and Carla are the two blind mice, and I'm just a fucking boxer, so we're all just, like, random shit. I literally am wearing, like, sports bra, Nike spandex, and, like, a robe that I, like, randomly got. And we decide to meet up with our two friends there, um, and so, well, one of our friends, and then her friend from home that she was, like, bringing out. So, we pregame a little bit, and we had new amp. First of all, if you know me, I'm not a fucking vodka person. I tried it. Obviously, undergrad is a lot of vodka, a lot of svedka, and a lot of new amp. Um, but I just realized it wasn't for me, and once I tried tequila, I was like, yeah, tequila's more my vibe. I like the way it makes me feel more, <laughs> or like the way I respond or react to it. So, anyways, we pregame with new amp. We're having a good time. Anyways... <laughs> I don't know if I want this story online. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Mom, please don't listen to this. If you know me, get off right now. Um, okay, so we pull up. There's, like, hella heads already. The, like, frat house is disgusting, sweaty, and whatever. Anyways, so I end up like obviously getting a good buzz going and we're having a good time we're dancing we're saying hi to everyone just like kicking it and um we end up like basically our <laughs> shit hits the fan when my group ends up getting split up so basically what happened is oh god okay i have to also tell the story in a way where i'm not putting people's shit out there that they don't want out there um fuck okay um, okay, someone in, I, there we go, I'm just not going to name who went where or why, okay, yeah, <laughs> someone in our group decided to dip out to a man's house, which happened to be a different frat house, so she leaves, then it's down to three of us, then a homewrecker decides to leave I don't even remember where she went I think she went I don't even know then another friend decides to also leave now I know you're thinking what the fuck your friends left you no it was fine because the other two girls that we had met up with I was like oh yeah I'll just stay with them like I don't care 
So, and I'm also very much like go with the flow. I feel like for the most part, I could do things alone. And turns out that night, exactly what I'm fucking saying happened. I was just fucking vibing, turning up alone. And, um, also this was a time when I just did not know when to fucking leave. And I was just like, always like, eh, 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 ready to booze until the fucking sun rose. But yeah, so then they all end up leaving. It's me and the two other girls that we, like my two other, one, my other friend who we ended up meeting with and her friend from home. Anyways, we're all hanging out. That's when I see one of my really good sorority sisters, like, blacked out. So I'm like, why is no one helping her? Why is she just dead on this couch? Not cool. I, of course, take it upon myself. Like I said, Violet has many characteristics. Sometimes she's in mama mode, ready to help everyone. Sometimes she's ready to throw hands. Like, sometimes she's blacked out and dead and can't even help herself. But this night, I was able to be fine. So I decide to take it upon myself to take her back home, right? She lives at an apartment complex at our school that's literally super close to the satellite house that we're at. So I decide I don't want to carry her limp ass walking, even though it's a close distance, because to me that just sounded like trouble. Like what if cops are driving by? What if it's like a big deal? So I decide to just literally be like, okay, I'm going to call a lift or whatever. I don't know why I'm fucking stupid. I was also drunk, so I don't blame myself. I was trying to do the best with what I had, but I don't know why I fucking asked her drunk out, like drunk, blacked out ass for the address. Like I should have just Googled that shit if I didn't know it. But the point is I end up asking her for the address. Somehow she manages to type it in. And I'm like, okay, sick. I double check. It's like Fullerton. It's not a far drive. Like the drive seems to match how far away the distance is. So then we end up going, right? We're getting in the lift. Me, my sorority sister who's like unwell, and my two friends that I was already with. We all end up Ubering to her thing. As we're Ubering there, I see the driver literally drive past the apartment complex. And I was like, excuse me, sir. I don't know if you're fucking dumb, but that's where we're supposed to be. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't rude like that, but I was just like, um, what is going on? That's our drop-off spot. Like, what are you doing? Turns out (laughs) this bitch had put the address of a frat house, a different frat house and was like trying to like go and booze over there. And I was just like, oh my God. So then like, basically like it ends up being this big ordeal. The guy has to pull over. I have to drunkenly like change the address from the drop-off spot that she had put, which is another frat house and put it back to the apartment complex. Anyways, finally he drops us off. And thankfully I'm like, okay, let's just get her ass up. It's fine. We get her to her room. It was fucking difficult by the way, but you know, we did it and she was safe and that gave me a peace and sound mind peace peace like I was fine I'd rather drop her off you know so we drop her off we put her in a bed I plug in her phone take off her shoes take off her makeup and we're like deuces okay so then we end up leaving and the apartment complex is really close to the satellite house we were at so we just end up walking back since we were all fine to walk back we walk back and that's when we realize my friend's friend had left her phone at my sorority sister's apartment like while we were putting in her bed she must have set it down or some shit and like forgot to grab it I don't know so then they decide to go back to the apartment but now it's like a big ordeal because they don't have the fucking key to get to her apartment so now they have to ask one of our other friends um or like yeah one of our other friends who's friends with the girl we took back to her room to like let them use the key so that they can get in 
So then they end up, like, going back, and they're like, okay, Jess, like, are you okay to wait here, like, while we go and get it? And I don't know why at the time I didn't think or process or say, like, actually, I'll just go with you guys. Like, why would I stay behind and, like, wait here by myself? But, of course, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, like, no problem. Like, go ahead and go. So they end up leaving. They go to the apartment. And I'm in my pea-sized head. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to take, like, five, ten minutes max. Like, it can't take longer than that. So I'm, like, mingling and just, like, walking around the party, like, doing my own thing. Like, literally just, like, hop, like, literally homie hopping all the friend groups. Like, I remotely even know. Like, some of these people I didn't even, like, I wasn't even friends with them like that. But, like, thankfully, uh, alcohol just brings people together. So they were all cool with me, like, vibing with them. And then once I was, like, okay, now I feel weird, then I'd, like, move on to the next group. So anyways, I'm just like bouncing, hopping from groups. And then I found at the time he was like one of my really, really good friends. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to kick it with him. Anyways, I'm kicking it with him. And then I see this really cute boy. And I was like, wait, I've never seen him before in my life. (laughs) What is going on? So I was like, wait, maybe there's like, there wasn't any recent like recruiting or any new like pledges. So like, he's definitely like got to be in the chapter. And maybe I've just like never met him. So anyways, I, like, make it my mission to talk to this kid, but because I was so drunk, I literally forgot about it. So then I'm, like, with my really good friend, and we're just, like, vibing around. Then I realized that that was the same kid one of my other friends had introduced to me and the girls when we originally got there. Apparently, it was one of his really close friends from home, but I didn't remember that in that moment. So anyways, once I'm with my friend, I see the same kid again, and I'm just like, we're going to call this kid um, Michael. That's not his name. I wouldn't even be able to tell you his name now. It's been so fucking long. So we see Michael, and I'm with my really good friend, and I'm like, dude, like, I'm going to go fucking shoot my shot right now. And also, can I just preface, 2019 was the epitome of like violet in my life like that entire era was ruled by her like I just wow if I if I could talk about everything I've ever done in the 2019 era insane I think that's why I've chilled out and mellowed out because I lived out way too much during that year but yeah so then I end up like um going up to him and saying like we just start talking and then he's like oh like let's go get a drink so we end up going to the bar turns out like because it was so late in the night like there was nothing in the bar so then (laughs) oh god okay this is where it gets a little bit messy and I'm like internally debating whether I want to put all the details out there right now or not but you know what it's not gonna be funny and it's not gonna be the full scope of a Jessica blackout if I don't so I I must I must So anyways, um, by this point in the night also, I just want to clarify, like, me and all the girls had finished the whole bottle of New Am, and it wasn't, like, the little one. It was, like, the big one. I honestly don't know why we did that. I really don't know why we did that. Um, and, yeah, so we're, like, obviously deleted, so drunk, and he's, he's like, oh, like, let's go upstairs. Again, because in that moment, I forgot that he was good friends with one of my friends, I was like, oh, I don't know about going upstairs. Like, you know, you're not, yes, you're a frat bro, but like people live here. I know the people that live here and I don't think they're going to like it if we're just pulling up upstairs and like taking their alcohol. Like I may be blacked out, but that's like fucked up. Like we can't do that. 
And so I was like, honestly, like, it's fine. Like, I am chilling. I don't need another drink. I don't think we should go up there and just, like, take their stuff. And then he was like, okay, like, I just need to pee really quick. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there's a bathroom downstairs and there's a bathroom upstairs. Because, like, I don't know why it didn't click in my head. Because I was like, why don't you know where the bathroom is here? Like, you're a frat bro. You should know more than I do. But, like, also I understand why I know so much about this house. (laughs) dark times um so then he like ends up saying like oh let's just go to the upstairs one because we're already so close to it because the layout of the house is basically like the living room like common area dining area then like the kitchen then another like common area living room area and then it like leads to some rooms and then on this side on the corner there's like a bar see if you're watching this visually you can see what I'm doing with my hands but if you're listening basically like the main living room common area where most people like were at was on the left side and then there was like the middle area which is also like the common area like living room dining room area where there's like beer pong and stuff and then there's the bar and then right next to it there's like an open doorway and you go through it to either on your left side go up the stairs to go upstairs or on your right side they had like washers and dryers which will become relevant very shortly and then there was a room right there so we end up deciding to go to the upstairs bathroom because it's a lot closer to us. So we go upstairs and of course like any frat king like he holds my hand as we're like walking up and I'm just like whatever you know I'm living for it I'm like loving it. So he's like holding my hand we walk upstairs. Anyways at the time I was I don't know how to word this exactly. I was smushing a man and um It wasn't anything serious. It was literally just smushing. But, um, yeah, anyways. So we walk right by him. His room was upstairs. And um, we walk right by him. And we're going to go to the bathroom, right? We're walking to go to the bathroom. And he literally pulls me aside and goes, like, you can't use the bathroom. And I was like, what? And I think he thought I was going to do some crazy, again, guys, 2019 was a different level and so I can understand why this thought process occurred in his head but like he basically thought I was trying to like fuck this kid in his bathroom (laughs) that sounds so bad and so musty I swear I didn't do it (laughs) I'm acting like this story gets any better but it doesn't um anyways so then I'm like oh um (laughs) So then I'm like pissed because I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I can't use the bathroom? He has to use the bathroom. I'm just here with him. But I don't know. That night was just a weird night. Like, it was just weird vibes because I'm not really sure why he was so upset about, like, me and this kid being together anyways. It was weird. I don't think there was any, like, deep sentiment behind it. But he clearly was, like, being a freaking weirdo hoe about it. So we're just like, okay, whatever, like, fuck that. So we end up going back downstairs. Anyways, as we're going back downstairs, homeboy, frat king, frat star that he is, pulls me into that little area I was talking about where it's, like, the washer and dryer and the rooms right across from him. Anyways, he pulls me in there and just, like, lays one on me. And I was like, okay, whatever, I guess he doesn't have to pee anymore. So we end up, like, we're, like, making out right by the washer-dryer. Anyways, no one can see us. Like, this is extreme PDA, which is so disgusting, and it's not my vibe. But we're just, like, making out, and it's just, like, okay, whatever. It's not that serious. Like, to me, it's, like, you can kiss your friends. It's not that deep, in my opinion. Think what you want. So we're, like, making out. Anyways, um, oh, God. See, I think I should just leave. <laughs> I don't think I should tell the rest of the story. Um, so anyways, we're making out, and it's fine. And then, um, basically, he, like, 
tries to like make make it more or do more and I was just like ooh, that's like a little bit too much um then there <laughs> I can't tell it I'm sorry guys I have to keep some stuff to myself save savor some dignity savor some filteredness the story is going to be filtered I just decided so anyways we're making out long story short we're in there for a while in that area and then next thing I know in the middle of it I feel like a flashing light on me and I'm like I'm tripping like there's no way there's a flashing light on me I turn around I'm a fucking deer in the fucking headlights because there's a flashing light on me I look like I just saw a fucking ghost I'm losing my shit because I'm like was I just being filmed and recorded doing some musty ass shit by making out this kid in their laundromat dryer area like what the fuck and the person who was like holding the flashlight I knew him so I was like oh my fucking god I turned back like I turned my head so fast because I was like oh my god I don't want to like face the camera long enough where they can recognize me at least they can just like clown on me for being some girl macking on some kid but not because they know who I fucking am and by the way to this day I still don't know if there is a video of me circulating or if I'm just tripping balls but there probably is a video. And you know what? That's fine. I got to be known for something. And if that's what it is, I'm okay with it. So anyways, me and Homeboy end up, Mr. Frat star Michael, we end up walking away. And we end up going to the downstairs bathroom because all of a sudden he has to pee. Anyways, I was thinking I was going to wait for him outside of the bathroom. And then he ends up being like, oh no, like... You should just come in because, like, it's weird if you just wait outside by yourself. And, again, no thoughts, just vibes. So I was like, oh, my God, you're so right. Like, why would I wait out here by myself? Guys, it has definitely been longer than 10 minutes at this point, and my friends just didn't come back. So then I'm like, okay, holy shit, whatever. I guess I should just stay with this kid. Anyways, I stay with this kid, and, um, yeah, so we end up, like, making out some more in that bathroom, and then... <laughs> Oh my god, this is a different story. Wait, is this from this same night? Am I confusing stories? <laughs> Wait, this... That didn't happen in this story. Okay, but anyways. We, holy shit. Wow. That is... I'm unwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I was about to go into a completely different story that happened to a completely different person. Anyways, so me and this kid end up, like, going to the, he goes to the bathroom, obviously I don't look, and then, um, we just, like, make out a little bit, then we end up leaving, because, like, the party died down. Anyways, he's, like, gonna go home, and he was trying to, like, get me to go back with him, and I was just like, oh, no, like, that's not my vibe, like, no, thank you, and I'm so glad that I didn't do that, because it was far more, it would have made things in that current moment in my personal life far more complicated if I had gone home with him for no reason, so then that's when I realized, I'm like, where the fuck are my friends? Like, what have I been doing? Anyways, then mans that had my, what, I don't know what to call him. I guess we'll call him Sneaky because he was a sneaky link. I just threw up in my mouth. Um, but yeah, then Sneaky ends up messaging me and just basically like trolling on me for whatever kid. Because again, at the moment, I didn't realize they were close friends. So that's why he was like rubbed off by it and really irked because, well what can I say? I was, I was in my true homie hopping era. Like I was living out my philosophies.
Um, I was just living out my philosophies, living my best life, being a single girl in college. Like, that's what I was doing. And he can't be mad at me for that, but he was. Whatever. So then I'm, like, beefing it with him. He, like, wants me to go talk to him and stuff. And, like, I'm just like, no, like, I'm not in the mood. But, of course, I go entertain the drama because what, what, what would it be? Would it be a blackout if I am not somewhat causing shit in my life and stirring the fucking pot? But, yeah, like, who am I if I'm not going to shit stir my life? So I go up, I fucking, and that's just not a part of the story. It's really not relevant, so therefore I won't go into detail. But then I have my little moment episode up there. Then I'm like, my excuse to get out of it was basically that I need to go find my friends. So then I end up leaving, right? And that's when I check my friend's fucking locations and I'm like, what the actual flying fuck? Like, what is going on? Because why are my friends both at this frat man's house? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is in the, where we begin Mission Impossible in the story. I Uber myself to this frat house, right? Because my keys, all my shit is in my friend's car. Um, who is at the frat man's house. Anyways, I get to the frat house. Their gate's locked. Their gate is never locked, you guys. When I tell you their gate is never locked, it's never locked. Like, ever. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> I'm contemplating, circling the building, circling this bitch, trying to figure out what the fuck. How am I supposed to go in? What am I supposed to do? I basically end up deciding that... <laughs> I'm going to hop over the fence. So at this point, I'm like measuring it out, how high I have to fucking jump, if I'm even going to make it, and also contemplating what the fuck is going to happen once I hop over and make it over. Anyways, I'm like, it's fine. Worst case scenario, they think I'm a drunk, crazy bitch, like looking for my ex-boyfriend here. I don't fucking know. I hop over the fence, finally make it over. I'm like, okay, I'm relieved. So I like hop over the fence, and I'm obviously freaking out now because I don't want any like neighbors or fucking people standing outside to think I'm like trespassing or some shit or like just going onto a freaking property that I'm not supposed to be on. So I'm like panicking because I'm like drunk, obviously, but I'm still like trying to figure out where the hell my friends are because like I'll never leave my friends behind. Anyways, the, the way this frat house is built is, like, they have, like, a fence around the entire house, right? But there's, like, a front porch area where they have, like, this little, like, fire pit place. And they have, like, a, just a bunch of open area. And they have stairs that lead to, like, the second floor of their house from, like, the outside. And they have the front door, right? So, I hop over the fence. And obviously, like, the stairway leads up to the rooms or it could lead up to the rooms right and then there's the front door obviously my instinct is to go through the front door so I'm like going through the front door I walk up to it and it's locked and it has like a keypad for you to punch in the code but it's never locked so I'm like great just my fucking luck of course the fence is locked and of course now the front door is locked so I'm like losing my shit because I'm like it's literally four in the fucking morning I look manic, like I'm having some sort of manic episode, jumping over fences and trying to break into this fraternity house. So I decided to use the side stairs and I literally sat on the steps contemplating my life because I was like, God forbid I walk up and I run into one of the freaking brothers. They're gonna be like, what are you doing? So I decided to just like, fuck it, we ball. So I go up the fucking stairs. 
I go to like the rooms and I go straight downstairs. I look around the, the downstairs area is usually where they have the party area. Anyways, I look on the downstairs floor through the rooms because I'm like, where does, where does this frat man sleep? I don't know where he sleeps. Anyways, it turns out he was on the second floor. So I, once I make my way back up to the second floor, I walk in. Anyways, <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, holy shoot, my friend's there, but the sheets are covering her. So I'm like, ooh, I'm not trying to like see her naked so I'm like what do I do so then I'm like panicking and I'm like quietly like saying her name and like trying to like shake her so I don't wake up the boys but like I wake her up and we're just like hello what is going on and she finally wakes up eventually after but like I swear to god it took her so long because I remember at one point I was like pacing in the room like trying to figure out what to do like cut my losses and just leave like I don't know but then I knew we had talked about this and this was not the move she wanted to make she didn't want to be there so I was just like holy shoot like I gotta get us out of here as soon as possible so then anyway she ends up waking up we ended up going home and that was the end of the night but when I tell you guys it was so stressful being blacked out and like trying to take care of people and then trying to break into a frat house I literally thought I was gonna get a freaking violation ticket for like public intoxication and trespassing that night I was like god forbid this is how I go down tonight <laughs> I'm actually coming up on a year for this story I just hit this story it was a year ago um Okay, so, <laughs> so this story is about how I broke slash sprained slash fractured my ankle um, in San Diego. So basically, we go out to San Diego for my best friend Kate's 21st birthday. We go out there. It's a good time. Um, we're having fun. The first night we get there, it's all cool vibes. We're, you know, everyone's hanging out. We go out to the bars come back home we go out to pv you know like no big deal come back home go to bed wake up the next day um right were we there for two days or am i tripping no i think we were definitely there for two days because i wore two different outfits or did i not wait now i'm like what i'm pretty sure we were there for a weekend but the point is no and we were definitely there for two nights or was it one night? I honestly can't fucking remember. Maybe it was only one night. The point is, we had gone... No, it was two nights. It was two nights. Me trying to get my fucking story together. Okay, so on the second night, we had gone out um, on, like, those little bar carts. I don't know if you guys know what they are, but basically, it's, like, a literal cart vehicle thing. And there's, like, a bunch of seats with, like, bike pedals attached to it. And you basically have to pedal it, like, as a group to get the car to move. So, we had used that to, like, bar hop throughout, like, all the different bars in PV, or I think, I don't know if we went to a different area that night, but we ended up coming back home, and throughout the night, we had been talking about going on birds. If you don't know what a bird is, it's, like, an electrical scooter that you, like, pay money to, um, like, ride the thing and basically like instead of like getting an uber or walking somewhere you can like ride the bird i'm pretty sure you know what this is i don't know why i'm fucking explaining it anyways i've never been on any of these like before for i don't know why but whatever anyways so that night we had just been talking about it all night long i don't know why i wanted to ride one so bad i should have known fucking better but whatever i wanted to ride one so bad anyways we've been drinking the whole night of course blacked out of my mind 
I'm going crazy. So I basically end up um, deciding to like being like, oh, like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Like, whatever. I forget about the idea. I let it go. We end up coming back home. It's still kind of early. And like, actually, it's not fucking early. The clubs close or the bars close at like 2 a.m. The point is we come back and I still want to have fun. Like, I'm not ready to go to bed yet. And neither is Carla. Carla was on the trip too. Shout out her for fucking being down to do whatever all the fucking time. Love you for that, Carl. But, um, yeah, so then I'm like, Carl, let's fucking go. Like, who gives a shit? Like, it's just us two, which, first of all, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Two girls, drunk as fuck, by themselves at 3 a.m. on birds in San Diego, a city that we're not fucking familiar with at all, in an area that we do not know at all. So, right then and there, I should have known we were making a mistake, but, of course, no judgment, just vibes. No thoughts, just vibes. So anyways, originally when we had brought up the idea, everyone was like down for it. Like Kate was like, yeah, that's fun. Everyone was like, yeah, like let's do it. We can all just like mob around in birds and do something together, get food. I don't know. Anyways, by the time we get home, everyone wants to be a fucking meemaw and pawpaw and go mirror, And they want to go bedtime and say goodbye and goodnight and cut it, cut it to a close. And I'm like, guys, what the fuck? We're in San Diego. Like, let's turn up. So basically... Me and Carla are like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. If no one wants to come, no one wants to come, but we're going. So we make the decision that we're going to go. Anyways, one of Kate's friend's boyfriend, yes, um, he ends up saying he wants to come. So we're like, okay, sure, like, come on, whatever, I guess. Like, we're not trying to be rude, so we're if he wants to come, he's going to come. We get down, leave the hotel. We get on the closest birds we can find, which were, like, a street or two down. I don't think they were too far um, anyways, so by this point it's like 3am, I don't even know. Anyways, we get on the birds and it's honestly all smooth sailing. At first I was like kind of scared, not because I was like, oh, I, I'm gonna die and eat shit. I was just like, I don't know how to work this thing. And also, where are we gonna go? And also, are we gonna get hit by a car? So, we get on it and I'm like, wait, this shit's kind of fun. Like, I can zoom on this hoe. Anyways, it's a good time. We're like on the streets, like ripping and doing everything, having a good time. Anyways, fucking our Kate's friend's boyfriend, we're going to call him George. Okay. George freaking is a dumbass. Okay. We were all having fun. George was leading the way. And then it was me and Carl. It was the three of us, three little musketeers. Anyways, the three of us are going and George is leading the way. But the problem is George clearly is much more advanced in the bird aerodynamics because he was fucking whipping out tricks and curving and swerving and he was doing a bunch of crazy shit, which I was like, okay, whatever, just stay out of my way and I'm fine because, bitch, I was trying to keep my senses straight and go in a straight fucking line and not crash and die and break anything. Clearly, that's not what happened. So anyways, we're riding, whatever. Anyways, I don't know why the panic slowly started like settling in. I was like, what? fuck am I doing? I am not in my, like, I'm not in a clear mind. Like I'm not sober. Why am I on an electrical scooter that goes fucking, I don't know how many miles per hour. So I'm like tripping balls. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is the worst decision ever. But also Violet refuses. Like she's like, no, I'm having a good time. So we're staying anyways there. Like it all happened so fast. Like I don't even remember. <laughs> like I just remember it happening and I was like, Oh my fucking God, that just happened. So basically, like, we're all riding. We had been riding for, like, a minute now. And then George swerves in front of me. I think he was trying to do, like, some zigzag thing. But he just did it too close to me that I, like, panicked. And I don't know if I tried braking or, like, swerving. I don't know what the fuck I tried doing. Next thing I know, like, I'm yeeted 
off the fucking scooter. I'm on the side of the road, dead there. And for a second, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I could just walk it off. But when I physically was just like, no, I'm just going to lay here. I was like, it's end game. Like that shit knocked me the fuck out. So I'm like on the floor. <laughs> the scooters yeeted like down the fucking block. And then George is still fucking zooming because he doesn't even bother to notice that I just got yeeted off my scooter. And Carl is like, oh my god, that just happened. And after this all happened and we talked about the story, Carl was like, literally, she was like, I thought you were fine, but then you didn't get up. So I was like, oh shit, she's not fine. So then she came over. And I, like, I honestly, like, in the moment, I felt no pain because obviously, like, I'm drunk and also, too, the adrenaline of it happening. But, like, I didn't cry. I didn't, like, get upset. I was just like, guys, I literally can't put pressure on it because it kind of, like, is hella uncomfortable. And then also, I just don't even know what happened to me. Like, I'm processing the fact that I just ate shit and I'm on the floor and George is nowhere to be found. So then Carla helps me up to sit on the side of the road because there's like fucking cars coming and I'm like over here like looking like fucking roadkill ready to be plastered on someone's headlights. So I'm like chilling there on the floor and finally like I get up and I'm like okay I need to stop being a bitch. We get up I get on the side of the road and George is like well shit man I don't know what happened what the fuck are we gonna do. Anyways I end up being like no it's fine I'll just walk it off whatever I'm like limping (laughs) to the fucking scooter I get up and we like we had no choice we had to scooter back like what were we gonna do so anyways we end up scootering back to the hotel and I was just like you know what this is fine again remember I'm stationary on this fucking scooter that's probably why I didn't sense that it was gonna hurt we get back to the hotel (laughs) and I'm like wait why does walking feel kind of weird and I was like you know what I'm just being dramatic like let me not egg myself on it's probably nothing We make it back up to our hotel room. Turns out that me and Carla are not sleeping in that hotel room. We're sleeping in another hotel room that we booked. And the thing is, the people that were in the other hotel room, like, we're friends with them. It's not like it was weird, but they had already gone to bed. So they left the hotel key card outside of the room for us to, like, grab when we came back from writing the birth. So me and Carla grab our shit out of, like, the room where Kate and, like, some of our other friends and, like, George are staying. So we grab our shit. We're like mobbing through the halls. It's like borderline 5 a.m. at this point. We're like screaming and yelling. Well, not screaming and yelling, but I don't have a quiet voice. And I'm just like loud as fuck for no fucking reason. I just can't help it sometimes. But anyways, we're like hollering through the hallways. Like trying to figure out where the fuck to go. At this point, I'm like scanning my like fucking card on random ass hotel doors. Praying one turns green. And clearly it wasn't because we weren't in the fucking right room. And at this point, I'm like, wait, why is this shit kind of uncomfortable? Like, my foot's kind of hurting. And that's when I realized I had a whole ass giant scrape, like half of my ass to like my upper thigh areas, like scraped from fucking pummeling and fisting the ground with my ass. So I'm like, oh my God. And that's when I realized, wait, that also kind of hurts. Like, it's all just kind of like happening now that I'm not so much in the moment and like time has passed. I'm like, holy shit, like, wait, this kind of fucking hurts. So then we decide to make a detour, go back to the hotel room with Kate. (laughs) And Carla gets a bottle of vodka that we had in the freezer to ice my wounds. So I'm like laying on the kitchen floor. Lights are off. Me and Carla are trying to be quiet as fuck because everybody's sleeping. And she's like icing my thigh with fucking vodka and trying to ice my ankles. And so then I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so then I am like limping, right? We get back up. We're like, okay, we got to find our hotel room so we can fucking go to bed. Anyways, 
we eventually like after fucking going door to door to door to door literally being annoying and loud i'm like literally guys i have snapchat videos of me limping like lugging my luggage and suitcase like to the room because i physically was like this fucking hurts and to top it all fucking off i was wearing these converse high tops so like the pressure on my ankle was like just even 10 times more because like obviously my shoes were tight and i don't again no thoughts just vibes like i didn't even loosen the fucking shoe i didn't do anything like it was just tight as fuck and then um yeah so then that's like all fucking happening and i'm just like oh my god like we need to get to bed before we get fucking in trouble and get us all kicked out of our hotel rooms so then eventually we find the room i don't honestly it's a blur we just fucking put our shit down we plop dead on the like pull out couch bed next morning i wake up that bitch is swollen as fuck it's like some nasty disgusting purple green color and i'm like what the flying fuck that next morning we were supposed to go to brunch you know right before we left to go back home so I'm like okay it's fine it's fine I can show up to brunch I brought these platform sandals and I'm like it's okay I, I could totally wear those because like that or my converse high tops that were putting pressure on them I was like mm, I'm gonna go with the platform sandals you guys <laughs> I didn't even want to get up out of my chair I had to pee so bad and finally I was just like fuck I have to go when I tell you I was gripping the staircase like handlebars like you know when you walk upstairs there's like the handlebar I was gripping that hoe to try and like ease the pressure off my ankle it was so bad anyways we come back from the trip I like tell my dad my dad's fucking pissed because he's like oh my god Jessica this is why I don't let you go anywhere basically he's like you don't know how to act right like you just get too crazy and I was like it was the fucking bud it wasn't me bruh <laughs> Anyways, I come back home and I'm just like, no, you know what? I'm being dramatic. It's because like I can be really dramatic sometimes. I like to egg shit on just for like the cinematic experience of it, for the plotness of it all. So I'm just like, I'm just being dramatic as fuck. Like it's probably really not that deep. Anyways, I end up like waiting a couple days before I actually go to the emergency room because I think I'm just being dumb. <laughs> but then I was like, I have to go back to classes. Like I don't think I can walk on this. So then I end up going like, two days later the night before I have to go to classes the next day so I think I went like on Wednesday or something like that and or like a Tuesday I don't even remember the point is I go to the ER and I'm like sitting there waiting and I'm just like oh my god we're here for nothing and then the guy's like mm, yeah no this is borderline you um fracturing your ankle he's like honestly you got lucky because like it's just a very very bad sprain but like you could have fractured it and I was just like oh so you mean to tell me she's broken she's useless and he was like yep let me get you some crutches and I, my sister had to wheel me out of that bitch and it was just the worst thing ever and let me tell you walking on crutches at school was like the most embarrassing thing and most humbling experience of my life and that shit fucked me up like i literally had to ice that bitch rest like like put it elevated like it was just such a hassle for no fucking reason and it's all thanks to being blacked out and not knowing how to conduct myself and how to adequately drive a bird. Okay, you guys. So this last story I think is the most funny story to my friends. <laughs> or at least their favorite. Wow, this story is intense. Um, it's not intense because it's bad. It's just like a lot. It was, it was a rough night. Honestly, one of the roughest nights I've ever had in my life for sure. Okay, so... This night starts off at one of the frats that 
<laughs> the frat that has been the most problematic, quite frankly, throughout my entire college experience. Anyways, so this night I go out with a really good friend of mine. And, um, or at the time, a really good friend of mine. So we go to this party and, um, the thing is right before this party, I had work, right? So when we got ready, I had no time to pregame, um, no time for anything. And, um, when I was getting ready, I was just like trying to beat the shit out of my face, get dressed so we could mob out and make it to the party at a decent time. So we finally get ready. I think we had a bottle of Casa. That was our drink of choice that night because um, Casa's just 10 out of 10 top tier. So we had Casa and we had, um, what did we have? Like some sort of chaser, I think. I don't know. So we get to the party. We say hi to like our close friends, acquaintances, people we know. We're like making our rounds, talking to everyone. And it's looking like it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a fun time. So we're having a good time. We're hanging out with our friends and I'm like taking shots here and there. We had like shotgunned, um, I think a truly or two. Anyways, at this point I'm pretty paced, pretty well paced, like nothing extraneous, nothing crazy. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I don't think the bottle was full when we got it because if it was, that's really concerning. I'm going to say it wasn't because that sounds better than me saying we finished a whole bottle of Casa just us two. So we end up like going throughout the night. Anyways, at this point in my personal life, like this is recent guys, this was literally this year, like a couple months ago. Um, there was just a lot going on in my personal life. So I really needed to just take the edge off, have a good time. Um, and yeah, so I just ended up taking like extreme like pulls, you know, just wait, I, I definitely had way too much to drink that night. So on one of the last pulls, because it was the last pull I took to finish the bottle, the good friend of mine at the time that I was with, um, handed me the bottle. Anyways, when she handed me the bottle, she swapped, I was like holding, again, if you're just listening, you won't really understand maybe, but if you're watching this, you know what I'm doing. So in one hand, like for example, like my hydro is my chaser. I think I had like a juice or a cup with something. I had my chaser in one hand and my phone in the other. And so when she handed me the bottle of Casa, I moved the chaser like I into the same hand as my phone and was holding my phone like in between my fingers and I was gonna hold the bottle with my other hand and just like sip the chaser, take a shot, sip chaser, whatever. Anyways, so then she's like, oh no, it's fine. Like give me your phone, like I'll hold it for you or something like that. We were on the dance floor, it was loud. I don't remember exactly verbatim what she said to me, but the point is I gave her my phone. So then in one hand I had my chaser and then in the other hand I had the Costa bottle. So I finished the bottle and anyways, I'm the type of person, I have a really bad habit. It's something I'm definitely working on and something I've definitely gotten better at. And I don't think I let it, honestly, ever since this experience, I that caused me to really change like the way I feel about that but um prior to this experience and like just ever since like I started drinking my like second year of college um like basically if I was ever told like oh my god don't be a bitch like don't be a pussy like finish it like just like feeling like I'm getting egged on or trolled like it always like triggered this terrible response which was like 
amounting to whatever it is. So if someone was like, oh, you're not going to do it, you're a pussy, you're not going to take a shot, then I'd be like, oh, bet, watch me take two shots, like, whatever. So it's like, when she was like, finish the bottle, like, don't be a bitch, like, whatever, I was like, you know what, you're right, I'm not a fucking bitch, I'll finish the bottle. So it's just like a really bad habit I had and have that I'm working on, obviously. Um, You should not drink more than what you want to or drink to, like, fucking one-up someone or anything like that. But anyways, I ended up finishing the bottle and the reason I bring up the phone part is because it'll be relevant in the story later on. So anyways, we <clears throat> put the bottle down somewhere random. I'm like holding my chaser. Another one of my good friends was there. Um, Darms was there. And so it was like the three of us just hanging out, just vibing. Um, then the night goes on and like there was just some other drama, which again, just kind of like the first story for my own sake and sanity and just because... Obviously, like, I don't think I have trolls listening to the pod, to be honest. It's very small scale right now, so I don't think it's anything crazy like that. But I'm just not trying to put people's things out there, and I'm not trying to put my own stuff out there like that. Yes, I try and be as unfiltered as I can on this podcast, but at the end of the day, I do respect um, other people, and I don't want to put a one-sided perception or perspective of things out there but anyways I was really fucked up and I just that night a lot of shit happened that just like amounted to basically I've never been an angry drunk ever in my life like I can be a lot of things when drunk maybe bitchy maybe rude and like sassy or whatever but never angry I've never been like mad or aggressive like that's just never been a way I've responded but that night like I was just very angry and very upset and again it was because like obviously I had a lot going on in my life and this isn't me justifying it but just because there was so much drama circulating me and my personal life I just feel like I should have just not drank to begin with that night and that's why it fucking turned into a shit show But anyways, so towards the end of the night, like, just a lot of shit had been going on and a lot of things that were happening, a lot of people I had spoken to and just had conversations with that just, like, fucking led to the downhill spiral of that night and what that morning would be. So then, as the night carries on, I'm with a particular individual that I shouldn't have been with in the first place and, um... When I'm with this person, I basically end up realizing, like, I need to go back with my friend. Like, what the fuck am I doing, like, hanging around with you? Like, no. So, I end up trying to figure out where my really good friend is. Um, we're gonna call this person, um, Edric. So, I'm trying to find Edric, right? Um, because obviously, me and Edric came to the party together, and I want me and Edric to go home together. And also because I forgot to preface before I started this story, but basically the following morning I had a shift at a new job I had just gotten and it was a shift at five in the fucking morning, which again, why was I even drinking or going out to begin with? God only knows. But I had a shift the next morning at 5 a.m., but it was okay because I came prepared. I brought my shift clothes and I brought everything I needed to Edric's house and um because we were going to uber back together to edrick's house obviously i was going to just get dressed and dip out the next following morning pray i sober up in the 30 minute span of like getting home and showering and preparing myself to go to a shift at five in the fucking morning after drinking my liver um to like death basically and so 
Um, at this point I was freaking out because it was getting later and I was like, why am I even with this person? I need to find Edric and we need to go home because I need to get a little bit of sleep so I can go to work the next day. So as I'm trying to find Edric, turns out, um, we're going to call the person I was with Kathy. So because I was trying to find Edric, I was like, where's Edric? Like I need to go back home and like fucking go to bed so I can wake up tomorrow. Um, Kathy's like, oh, um, Edric's at my apartment, like, just come back with me and we'll go find Edric together. And I told Kathy, I was like, okay, fine, like, I'll go back with you, but I'm only going back with you because I'm trying to find Edric and then we're leaving. Like, we're not going to stay, we're not going to hang out, like, no. So, me and Kathy walked back to Kathy's apartment because I was under the assumption that Edric was there. Anyways, we get back to the apartment and we see a bunch of our other friends, or I see a bunch of my other friends, say hi to them, like have small talk. But then I'm like, okay, back to the mission, which is finding Edric. So in this apartment, in Kathy's apartment, there's two floors, right? And Edric's in one of the rooms upstairs. So I go up the stairs and I'm like trying to find Edric. But somehow, like, I ended up like not finding Edric again. I was blacked out. I'm not really sure how I couldn't find Edric at the time. But then I end up going with Kathy um, to a different room. And I'm just kind of like waiting around there trying to like figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And that's when I realized I don't have my fucking phone on me. Because after a while, I thought Edric wasn't in the house. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to leave without Edric and like just fucking figure shit out. I'm going to just Uber home and then just like pick out a new outfit and Uber from home. And tomorrow I can like figure out like my car and like all my clothes there. Like that's tomorrow's problem. Like honestly, it's not the end of the world, you know? So then... I realize I don't have my phone. I can't fucking leave because I can't call Lyft. I can't go anywhere. Like, I don't have my phone. And maybe that sounds dramatic, but in the moment, I was like, if I don't have my phone, like, I can't get anywhere because I can't call Lyft. I'm not going to ask Kathy to use the phone, like, to call Lyft. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And I'm not going to go back downstairs and ask my friends. I guess maybe, like, I could have, but it's just like, you know, you're friends with people, but sometimes you're not friends with people like that where you feel comfortable enough to do that. And I was blacked out and I just didn't want to go through that whole process. So I'm like trying to get Kathy to help me like find my phone, but clearly like Kathy's not being helpful. So I'm just kind of like, okay, fuck you, whatever. I'm going to go leave to find my phone. So my first instinct is to go back to the frat house where the party was originally at because I'm like, where else would it be? If it's not at Kathy's apartment, then it's obviously going to be at the frat house. So I leave Kathy's apartment. I go walk back to the frat house by myself, which was again, another poor idea, but whatever. I walk back to Kathy's apartment. I'm sorry. I walk from Kathy's apartment back to the frat house. Anyways, by this point, the frat house is cleared out. Like no one's there. So you can imagine how late it is. It's like 3am. So I walk back. I'm, like, looking through every fucking room, like, trying to retrace my steps. Please, like, you guys have to remember, I'm plastered out of my mind at this present moment. So, maybe I didn't look well enough. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. But in the moment, and even now to this day, like, I genuinely think I looked everywhere. I honestly don't know how I didn't find it. So, I'm, like, fucking, like, flipping over tables at this point. No, I'm kidding. I was trying to be as quiet and respectful as I could be because, obviously, like, it's not their fault that I lost my phone. But... I can't find it. So I'm like, fuck, maybe it is at Kathy's apartment. So I go back from the frat house, walk back to Kathy's apartment. I walk back to Kathy's apartment and I realize their apartment door is locked. So I'm like, fuck, what do I do now? Because how am I supposed to call Kathy if I don't have my phone? 
and I don't know where Edric is, so I can't call Edric either. I can't call anyone, and I don't know why I didn't think to just wake up one of the guys back at the frat house. I honestly didn't know. I wasn't trying to be annoying, I guess. I don't know. what the Again, I fucking, there was no logic, no thoughts, just vibes. And I remember, like, there was a bench right outside of Kathy's apartment, so I sat on the bench just, like, looking up at the sky and being like, what the fuck now? Like, what do I do now? And what cracks me up is that in that moment, I thought that's the worst of the night, and that was as worse as it was going to get, but, oh, Lord, if only I knew what was, like, waiting for me, God, I was not even, (laughs) that was nothing. So then I'm sitting on the bench looking at this guy trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to do, like contemplating my life and trying to just like figure my shit out. And that's when I realized I'm like, you know what? Like I've been sitting out here for like at least 15 minutes. I need to fucking do something. Like it's already past 3 a.m. Like I'm not even going to be able to sleep before I go to work. I'm still blacked out of my mind. I don't have a plan. I don't have a phone. I need to get my shit together. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's give the frat house another go. Let's go look. Maybe I didn't look well. Like, maybe I didn't check every room. So I, at this point, like, I had not even gone back to Kathy's apartment, like, inside physically. I was literally sitting outside of it on a bench. So I go from Kathy's apartment back to the frat house. I go to the frat house, and I'm, like, searching, searching, searching. And by this point, I'm just like, it's not fucking here. So I probably did take it to Kathy's apartment. Or um, Edric has it, and, you know, that's why, like, I can't find it because Edric has it. So I was like, wait, that's kind of reassuring because like, what if Edric does have it? Then I don't have to worry. It's not lost. I just have to find Edric, which is going to be a lot easier than trying to find my phone, which again, there's find my iPhone. There's so many fucking things, but I just wasn't no thoughts, just vibes. So after I had gone back to the frat house, I literally go back to Kathy's apartment and the same shit, the door's still locked. So I don't know what to do. So I walk back to the frat house because I'm like, I'm going to get one of the boys to like wake up and call Kathy. So I go back to the frat house and I panicked. I didn't even walk through the door. I was like, no, they're going to be so fucking annoyed that I woke them up. So then I walk back to Kathy's apartment. At this point, I'm so enraged and like annoyed and I just want to go home. Like I'm so over everything. I start banging on the door. Like, you know that scene from Euphoria where Maddie's like, hey, like let me into the bathroom. Like I know you're in there, Nate, taking a shit. Like that's literally me outside of Kathy's apartment. I was like, let me in. And finally, after several banging, like, they finally fucking opened the door. And Kathy was like, bruh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you banging on my apartment door? And I was like, because I need my fucking phone and you're not helping me. And I've been looking for it and I can't find shit. Again, I'm telling you this night, I'm the only night I've ever been an angry drunk. And I never want to, I never want a repeat of this night again. Like, honestly, scarred me for life for sure. Um, But yeah, so then I'm like fucking annoyed as shit and um I'm like mad so I'm just like Kathy get the fuck out of my way I'm here to look for Edric you said Edric was here so if she's not here then I'm gonna lose my shit and I walk upstairs to go look for Edric and at this point I'm like you know what let me just skim the rooms to see if my phone is here because what if Kathy did see it here and just doesn't want to be fucking helpful so I'm like looking through all the rooms and I can't find I'm like stomping around I'm wearing docks so I'm just like stomping because I don't give a fuck like I was so mad I was like I don't give a shit for everyone wakes up in this house then all of you motherfuckers can help me look for my phone because I'm over this bullshit and then I will go to the last room to check for my phone and that's when I see Edric in there and I was like what the fuck basically Edric had been there the whole time I just didn't realize that that was Edric because Edric was sleeping in the bed and I was like wait I don't think that's Edric and I thought it was someone else that wasn't Edric sleeping in the bed but turns out it was fucking Edric 
So then, because I was so turned and annoyed at this point, and also it's fucking Edric, I was like, wake the fuck up. I don't know where my phone is. It's four in the fucking morning. I need to get home, get my clothes, and literally get to work. And Edric's, like, all disoriented, obviously, because they were just sleeping. So Edric's like, what the fuck is going on? And so I literally tell Edric, like, I need to go. Like, I don't have time to wait. And Edric's like, bro, like, your phone has to be at um, the frat house. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I'm like, oh, my God, okay, maybe it is at the frat house. So then I leave. Kathy's apartment I make sure I leave without locking the door this time or like making I think I put like a rock or like a pebble or some shit in between the door so it wouldn't lock um I go back to the frat house I look one last time and I'm like fuck this I don't know it's not here it's not here and I'm taking the L my phone's lost I'll figure that shit out tomorrow I just need to get home because now at this point I'm like racing with time to like make it on time to my shift and I was like what the fuck am I gonna do because I'm literally in a party outfit like I think the theme was like zoo or like some animal theme and so I was wearing like these like sheer IMG like zebra printed pants with literally the tiniest piece of fabric underwear so you could see my whole ass I was wearing the tiniest bralette that was barely covering my titties and my makeup was basically all washed off from sweat and my hair was like a fucking bird's nest I looked like I was a train wreck so I leave the frat house go back to Kathy's take off the fucking pebble walk up the stairs I'm like stomping 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 I'm fucking pissed I wake up Edric I'm like wake the fuck up I'm calling a lift off your phone unlock this shit because I need to leave and Edric again is like what is fucking going on but I'm just like Edric you're not being fucking helpful so I need to figure my own shit out I'll literally Venmo you tomorrow or whenever the fuck I find a phone to Venmo you off of and Edric is like okay fine like whatever go ahead so I call my lift you guys this is the part of the story that gets a little silly goofy he 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 ha ha so um basically the last time I had seen my phone was obviously when I had taken that last pull after that I have no recollection right so who knows where my phone was and I don't know I mean I ended up finding it the next morning um but I didn't find it someone gave it to me that had quote-unquote found it I don't know um so I punched in the um name of my work like the location you guys the place that I was going to work there's only one place with that name there's no other place with that name and I don't know the address I just punched in the name you know because like there's only one of it so it's gonna be fine so I punch it in and at this point like I have no option but to leave from Kathy's apartment to go to my work because at this point like I had been running back and forth so much that like literally it was like 4 30 in the morning like I had to leave from there to go to work because otherwise I wasn't going to make it on time and I was gonna be fucking screwed and it was also my first day if I didn't fucking mention that so what was like my second day the other time was just like my training and stuff so this is like my first official official day like doing work on my own so I was like oh my fucking god I'm screwed you know so then I call it, I make sure the location's right. And obviously because I was like running around and everything, I was still blacked out of my mind, but definitely not like dead. Like I was like, my brain was trying to fucking piece shit together and like work because clearly like shit was not going my way. So then I go to the closet in the room and I literally pick the first black shirt and I just put that shit over and I'm like, it covers my ass, covers my tits for good enough. If they ask about my pants, I'm just literally going to be like, I felt like being stylish today. Like they were going to fucking believe me. Like it was a 
Thursday night or Friday night, sorry, Friday night, like clearly I had gone out and that's what had happened. And the makeup and fucking sweaty ass, frat ass hair was going to give that shit away. Anyways, finally I get the shirt and I'm like leaving because I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Kathy's like, you shouldn't wait outside like for your fucking Uber lift. Like that's dangerous as fuck. But I'm like, I don't even care. I can't miss this shit. Like I need to be at work. So I get out and I go to the alleyway because that's where it says like the alleyway behind Kathy's apartment because that's where it says that the lift is going to pick me up. So I go to the alleyway and, um, the lift is like, okay, like let's go, whatever. So I get in the car and like, whatever, I am just like trying to sober up. I'm not even looking out the window, not doing anything. I'm literally in the car physically, like taking deep breaths and being like, okay, you're fine. You're chilling. You're good. You're fine. Like take deep breaths. You're sober. You're ready to like fucking do your job, check people in, roll towels, like do your shit, do the laundry, be excited, be happy because people are coming into workout at five in the fucking morning. So you better be fucking hyped. And so I'm like, okay, get my shit together, get my shit together, get my shit together. And that's when my Lyft driver is like, okay, we're here. And I was like, okay, cool. It's five in the fucking morning, you guys. It's pitch black outside. I open the door and I'm like, am I tripping? Why does this area look so unfamiliar? And guys, the place where I work, it's in a downtown area. It's in the middle of a lot of other businesses. It's like a recognizable area. Like I grew up around the area, like... I know that thing like the back of my hand like there's no way I would not know so I literally look and I'm like holy shit I am not supposed to be here like this is not my work I am where am I because what the fuck is going on so then I'm like tripping balls because I'm like wait am I crazy so I literally didn't even step out I opened the door and I like turn around and I tell the girl I'm like hey like listen like I know this is probably really crazy and confusing for you but this is not where I'm supposed to be dropped off like, I don't know if there was a change in location or, like, an error made or maybe, like, you thought I was your, like, person that you were picking up, but I'm not. But also, who the fuck else was ordering a lift at 4.30 in the fucking morning, 4.40 in the fucking morning? I was like, but this is not where I'm supposed to be. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, the address on here says it. And then I said the name of my, like, work. I was like, it says this. And she was like, oh, no, it doesn't say that. And I was like, that's what I punched in. I was like, that's the location drop-off area I selected. Like, where the fuck am I? And she was just like, oh, like, I don't know. And she was like, but you can totally change the drop-off location. Just go on the app and say you want to change it. And I was like, fuck. Like, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. I called this lift off of Edric's phone. Like, how am I supposed to call it? So I'm, like, trying to play it casual because I don't want to tell her I don't have a phone because then I'm, like, what if she decides to kidnap me right here and now? Just kidding. But, like, also not. And so I'm just, like, oh, is it possible for you to just change it off of your app? And she's, like, oh, no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't change it off of here. Like, you have to change it off your app. And then once you change it, it'll update on mine. And then I can change it. And I was just, like, holy fucking shit and tits. Like, what am I going to do? So then she's basically like waiting for me to change it and then I just had to fuss up and I was like, listen, like I don't have my phone, like I don't have any way to change the location, like can you please just help me out, like I don't know this area, this is not where I'm supposed to be, like I have no fucking idea. And you guys, literally, like I was like, wow, there is like this, that bitch should have helped me, honestly, I don't know why she didn't, but then she just turned to me, you guys, and I could feel like my, in, like I could feel myself wanting to cry when she turned around and she was just like, she was like, I'm sorry, like I can't, like you're gonna have to get down because I, this is your drop off spot. And I was like, 
okay. And I literally got down, I closed the door, and I remember I turned her, like, I just watched the car drive away. And, like, I did a whole, like, 360 spin. I really, like, tried to take in the area. And I was like, I have no fucking idea where I am. I was like, I'm literally lost right now. Like, I don't know where I am. And so then, like, the panic started settling in because, one, I was in the middle of a neighborhood. Like, it was, like, some sort of, like, loft, like, nice, like, family apartment area. And so I was like, what the hell? And um, basically, like, the area I was in was confusing as fuck, right? So I was like, I need to get out of here before, like, someone calls the cops and is like, there's some random-ass, cracked-ass whore, like, in my parking lot you guys need to come get her because then I'm gonna get a fucking public intoxication and my parents are gonna kill me and so I'm like okay I just need to start walking at least move onto like the street you know because they can't be mad that I'm on the street or whatever so then I get on the street and I'm just like where am I and again it's like 5 a.m it's pitch black outside and it's like dark I don't have my phone I don't recognize you guys it's literally a street apartment complex and grass and I was like, there, like, I don't even know where I am. So I literally start walking and I'm just like going and going and going. And then like, I literally just like started crying because I was like scared. Like I was drunk. And like, at this point, like, obviously my shift was the least of my concerns. Like I was just so concerned on how I was going to get home. Like, how was I like, even if I wanted to, like, go to a fire station or police station, like, where was I supposed to go? I didn't even know where the near. I didn't even know where I was. How was I supposed to know where the nearest fire station or police station was at to be like, you guys, I need help. Like, I'm lost. Like, I need a phone so I can contact someone that I know to come pick me up. But then at the same time, I, could, I didn't even want to do that because, like, the only numbers I have memorized are, like, my parents and my siblings. And, like, obviously, like, I was going to have to call my parents and I was just like, fuck, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and that's honestly terrible because like, I should just like be okay with that. But in the moment I was like, no, I refuse. Like after all the L's I've taken, I'm not also taking the L of having to call my parents and say, Hey, like I got way too fucked up at a party right before a job fucking shift. And I need you to come pick me up in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. And also, by the way, I fucking lost my phone. Like, and like that was just gonna go so south but anyways even if I wanted to do that I couldn't do that because I wasn't fucking option so I'm just like crying and I'm just like I don't know what to do now like I genuinely thought I was gonna die I was like this is it this is where it ends I sat down on the curb I like watched cars drive past me and I was like honestly thank god I fucking grabbed this shirt because otherwise I'd look like I'm working the fucking corner and like I'm trying to get my coin by being a sassy little hooker so I'm like crying, crying, crying. And I'm just like, okay, Jessica, we can't be stationary because if there is someone creepy or like someone that does want to kidnap you and you're just sitting here, like they're going to come up and you're not even going to realize it. So I'm like, okay, like what's the worst that can happen? I walk and eventually maybe I'll find something or someone, maybe a restaurant, maybe a Taco Bell, maybe something. So I start walking. I just walk and walk and walk. You guys, I cannot tell you how long this night 
fading into morning felt like it's just again I'm still traumatized like I don't know if you can sense the tone shift and like energy shift as I'm telling the story but it's just like when I tell it and when I told it to my friends like the following morning like it's just like I feel like reliving it and honestly I've never felt so like horrible as like I did that night like I honestly was I've never been scared like that like drunk I've done a lot of things and when I finesse like I've been with suspicious like suspicious like characters or sometimes not the most trust trustable people just because it's a finesse you don't know what you're getting yourself into but I've never experienced like fear and like anxiety on this level which I think makes sense because obviously if I if anyone was put in a position where they didn't know where they were they'd probably be scared too but yeah so basically I'm like wandering walking and like trying to figure out where I am trying to find something that looks remotely recognizable and I'm just like walking 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 anyways I'm walking for what feels like hours at this point and what feels like miles and as I was walking like again because I was just so angry throughout the night it just gave me so much time to like overthink and like internalize everything that had happened that night and like sober up as I'm fucking walking and so like as I'm like internalizing everything and just kind of taking it all in I'm just kind of like oh my god like I can't believe like all this happened tonight and it's just like making me like get heated and worked up and I literally looked And this is what I mean by the fact that I literally looked like I was manic is that like at this point I'm like fucking screaming like fuck this person fuck this fuck that like I'm so fucking pissed so it looks like I'm some psychopath like walking down the street and like clothes she picked up from the curb or out of the trash can screaming about god knows what because she's fucking off way too many perks like I just looked insane anyways I'm walking 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 and guys, when I tell you it was nothing but building after building after building, there was no fucking Taco Bell, there was no open restaurants, any remote like building or anything that seems like it could help me, like a restaurant or someplace, like nothing, no hotels, like no nothing. It was just like buildings, apartment complexes, like actual homes. And it's like, I'm not about to walk up inside a home and be like, hi, like I'm lost, please help me. Like maybe that would have been the logical thing to do, but at the same time, it, it just wasn't what I thought would be the most logical thing to do. Anyways, I'm like walking, 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 and it feels so long, and I see the sun starting to come up, so by this point, I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably getting, like, it's been a minute, you know? And so I'm just, like, freaking out, I'm freaking out, and now there's, like, more cars and more traffic that's coming on, which is, like, making me more paranoid and scared, because I'm like, oh my god, like, so many people are gonna be watching, so many people are gonna be seeing me, like, I'm scared. And I was just paranoid that, like, I don't know, like, I was just gonna get in trouble and stuff. So at one point, I just remember, like, sitting on a curb and just being like, I give up. I'm tired. My legs hurt. I don't know where I'm going. I, this is it. Like, I'm literally, I'm just not gonna be found. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to call. I don't have any means to call anyone. And I sat on the floor or like the grass for like a solid five minutes and I just honestly was like crying like my eyes were so puffy and swollen once I finally like obviously made it home um because thankfully obviously I'm fucking here so I didn't die but this was a like 10 mile walk from hell like I literally never want to relive it I would never even wish this experience on my worst enemy it was honestly like hands down the worst time of my life um, but anyways, I'm sitting on the curb or like grass, like grass area next to a curb, just like crying for like five minutes. And I'm just like, whatever. Anyways, basically I was ready to like give up because I was like, I'm just going to bitch out. Like, this is it. If the cops find me, then I guess I'll just wait till the cops fucking find me or someone complains about some random bitch sitting on 
grass patch outside of their business scaring away potential customers. Like, I don't fucking know. And then, like, right as I was, like, towards the end of my crying, I was just like, you know what? No. I'm not a fucking bitch. This is not how it fucking ends. And I refuse. All these motherfuckers made me mad last night. And I refuse to go out like this. I need to get revenge. And in order to get revenge, I need to make it back home. So, therefore, we're going to make it back fucking home. And, like, I was like, no. This is fight or flight. And we are going to fight. Like, I don't give a fuck if I have to walk ten more fucking miles to make it home. We're making it home. Which was what fucking happened so then I decide I get the fuck up and I'm like determined now so I'm like we are gonna walk and we are gonna figure our shit out anyways I had this obviously like this increase in hope in myself and I'm just like we can do this we can do this I'm walking and I see the first fucking citizen human being air breathing person I've seen this entire fucking experience and I literally like stop her and I was like scared because like I could see her eyeing me as she was walking towards me she was walking her two dogs like a normal fucking person at six in the morning six thirty, whatever time it was and I go up to her and I'm like hey listen like I'm really sorry to like interrupt you on your walk but I'm lost like I need to know how to get to Fullerton and she was like Fullerton um what like I was so far from where I needed to go that she was literally like, I think you're literally off the fucking prescription drugs you should be on because what is coming out of your mouth right now? And she's like, are you sure that's where you're trying to go? And she was, and I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, like, I'm okay. I just need to make it back there. You guys, I don't know why I didn't just ask to use her phone to call someone. Again, no thoughts. Honestly, like, I was down bad and I just wasn't thinking straight. But anyway, she tells me, she's like, okay, like, I just want to let you know, like, because she asked me, like, where are you coming from? And then I told her, like, what direction I've been coming from. And she's like, I hate to say this, but you have been walking in the wrong direction for God knows how many miles. And I had to, like, hold back tears because I was like, you mean I've been walking the wrong way for God knows how long when I could have already maybe been home? Or maybe not, you know, it could have been the same shit, but whatever. But it literally, I was like, this is my guardian angel. Like, she's here to save me. I'm not going to complain. This is a glimmer of hope, and I'm just going to take it as what it is, which is that. And she's like, okay, this is where you need to go. These are, like, the major streets. Once you see this blank street, like, you know you're in the right direction. I'm like, okay, I know that street, so what you're saying is probably true. She, like, shows me the map on her phone. I look at it. I bid her goodbye. I say, thank you. Have a great morning. Like, whatever. She's like, hope you make it safely. I also don't know why she didn't fucking think to be like, hey, like, should I call someone for you? But whatever, I guess neither of us were thinking. It was too early in the fucking morning. And I was still blacked out of my mind. So then after she walks away, I wait till I get far enough. And then the tears, like, start streaming. So I'm just like, what a fucking idiot I am. Like, I have no sense of direction. I'm not street smart. Like, how was I walking in the wrong direction this long? Anyways, I finally start walking, start walking, start walking. And I'm just, like, praying that this lady, like, knew where to go because for a minute she was struggling trying to explain it to me and like figure it out on her map but I was like you know what's my guardian angel I'm going in the right direction it's gonna be fine I start walking eventually you guys first of all again most humbling experience ever because when I tell you the amount of looks and glares and like rolled windows down to like look at me like I'm fucking insane I thought was just insane and I never want to go through that again but after literally walking God knows how long, you guys. I can't even tell you how long I was walking in my whore outfit with my fucking sheer IMG of pants. My fucking docks, which, by the way, are not built for walking 10 plus miles. 
I finally see the major street I was looking for and I'm like, okay, good. This is a sign that I'm heading in the right direction. I'm going the right way. So I'm just like walking, walking, walking. You guys, it just got so funny to a point where it was like people walking their dogs were like pulling their dogs away from me. Like their dogs could probably smell the guilt and fucking lack of dignity and shame on me. And their owners were probably like, get the fuck away from her before you catch something and bring it home. But it was just like cracking me up. But yeah, and so then I finally see the major street. I keep walking. You guys, I finally recognized an area that's close to my like area where I needed to be. And when I kid you, I turn the corner. I see it and I fucking literally stopped and literally was crying tears of joy because I was like, okay, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I made it. I fucking make it to the area. And you guys, the area I had made it nearby was fucking the place I go to get waxed. You guys, that place to go get waxed is 15 minutes from my house, okay? Which from where I was at is probably like, like from where I needed to be is probably like a 20 minute drive. Now internalize that into miles and then internalize that into fucking minutes walking. Correction, hours. So once I made it to this other area, like when I went made it to the waxing place, like I was dreading because I was like, damn, I'm fucking far, but at least I know I'm close and in a place I recognize. And this is like the place I get waxed is like two cities over. Then I'm in this like city that I turned into that I started crying tears of joy. And that's the city right next to the city I needed to go to. So I was like ecstatic. I was like, I can't wait to make it. And that's when the social anxiety set in because I was like, oh my fucking God, what if someone that I know sees me and is like, what the fuck is Jessica doing dressed like that at this hour of the day here walking? Like, hey guys, like I'm just on my hot girl walk, just getting my morning started early. You know me. Like, no, that's not fucking me. And this is just embarrassing. Anyways, I finally walk. I can feel like my quads aching and like begging me to stop walking, but like I just can't. Like I have to keep going. I already made it this far. And finally, you guys, I literally made it. I make it. I get down to the city I'm in. I'm literally crossing. So my end destination goal was back to the frat house because I knew I could get one of the, if I couldn't find Edric or Kathy, then I could get one of the other frat bros to either fucking let me use their phone to call Lyft or just to call someone in general. So as I'm literally crossing the street, that's like the intersection street before getting to the actual frat house, my Edric's friend is literally driving, like pulling up and sees me and is like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh my God, we're going to call this person Bethany. I was like, Bethany, I fucking love you what are you doing here and Bethany's like get in here what is going on and I was like girl like I can't even tell you like I don't think you want to know this story and at this point I'm like pissed like I'm mad I'm not mad at Bethany obviously because I'm grateful that she's there but I'm just mad about the whole situation and the circumstances but also I can't like be that mad because I'm just glad I made it back home safely and I'm not dead and it just feels nice to fucking sit down and know that I am going to make it to the next fucking day Anyways, Edric gets into the car because that's why Bethany was there to pick up Edric. So Edric then hands me my phone and it's like, oh, like your phone was in blank place in the frat house. But I was like, what the fuck? Like I never saw my phone. Anyways, well, that's the end of the story. Then I made it back home safely. I don't think many people know the story except like my close friends and like my close friends who were on my private story. That's for my close friends only. 
But yeah, that was basically it. That was my blackout story that traumatized me for life. And turns out it was like, I think like seven miles or something like that that I walked. Yeah, it was intense. And I made it back at like nine. So it was like three hours walking or something like that. I don't know. Probably like not that long walking, but because I was so lost and like I was just basically going in the wrong way so many different times took so long but yeah that's the story of how I thought I was gonna die and be deleted because I got so drunk <laughs> but yeah that concludes this week's episode you guys I hope you had a good laugh I hope you shed a couple tears I hope you felt like you had an audible cinematic experience and I hope none of you guys have a seven mile walk from hell um because it's traumatizing but if you do let me know tell me the story I'd love to hear it um but yeah, uh, make sure to follow us at Brutally Unfiltered. Make sure to follow me on my personal at Jessica Fuentes underscore. Make sure to like this episode, to rate the podcast, to share the link, send the link, put your friends on, put your friends' friends on. And if you have any topics, questions, or things you want to hear about on the pod, make sure to hit us up in the DMs or on our link but we will see you next week love you guys